You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. I'm Good afternoon, everyone. Two minutes past 12. Welcome to the show. Great to have your company on a cracking Friday afternoon. Currently 22 degrees outside. We're live from Studio Lumo SA, right here at number one King William Street in the city. Big show coming up before we head live to India for the third and final day. Yes, another test that will only last three days of the third test. Looking forward to crossing to India, as I am looking forward to introducing the Roach. Party people! Rooch, here he is. Rooch, here he is. Rooch, hey. Hello, Richie Rooch. Hello, Kim. The end of another week. Who were more disappointing, the Indian Bassman or Port Adelaide last night? Port Adelaide. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Well, that decks the real issue with that India-Australia test. And that's why it's a good question as to what it will take Australia to get those 76 runs to win when you look at well, it's a minefield, really, isn't well, it? Well, it is. Surely, though, Roots. We only require oh, six, surely. Six, 6.9 runs each batsman, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, the math. Yeah, right. And the bowlers, yeah. they're looking at it going, I like this deck. We, we wouldn't want to lose It's a wonderful we... balance of... Baseball goes through the thing, same thing about pitchers and batters, and cricket now has this issue, bowlers or batsmen, who, who do you want? Like Matthew Hayden's point yesterday. Test match shouldn't be pretty well done with over day one. I agree. When you get to day three, you go, well, this is over and done with. But there's a a new generation of cricket followers out there. I was talking to a good Mm. mate of mine, Andy Harrington, the uh, son of Danny that played for Central. Mm. And I was chatting to him in Melbourne this morning, and he absolutely loves it. He said the the drama. Yeah, the drama, the uncertainty. We had drama with the England New Zealand one, which was. Roach, that was a one in 100 years scenario. It was great, though. Two. Yeah, it was, but it doesn't happen as frequently. But test matches are about five I, days I know. Of that was my enduring argu- a test. That was my argument to oh, It's Andrew. the young generation, Kim. They like everything quick and fast. Well, and Andy's about, over I don't know what Andy is. Andy's 38, I think. That's young generation. Yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that just took me somewhere else then. Um, yes, but he loves the uncertainty of it and the drama with it. Well, he be, says it's far more entertaining, again. three days of cricket like that, than uh, five days and uh, eking out a draw. Mm, okay. All righty. Well, we're up and about, Roots. Good show coming up, and we will be heading uh, to India at 2 o'clock today. Um, first guest today, Woodville West Torrens Sandville coach Narelle Smith, a bit of a pioneer in South Australian football, women's football here. So formerly with the Crows program, a partner of uh, Courtney Cramey. He's okay. on our network right. a lot. Yeah. So they take on uh, North Adelaide at the Elizabeth Oval tomorrow. Double header gets underway at 10 past two. Hmm. Uh, we'll cross to India at 12.50 to get his take on the third test, Bharat Sundarasan. Um, world cricket guru, we call him. Yes. 1pm, looking forward to heading to Perth, uh, where a former Adelaide captain, 
actually came from. Mm. That's Nathan Van Burlo. Uh, very interested with the Crows lineup. Uh, a lot of regular players not making the extended squad. Chase Jones that, not in there. Yeah. Ned McHenry not in there. And Taylor Walker gets his first game of the preseason, and we get to look at that forward system, how that will structure up this year, and how it will perform. They'll, they have a lot of options, Adelaide. Don't they? They're, they're, they're what looking they good. With their I'm six. looking forward to that game tonight. It gets underway at ten past seven. You can watch it on KO. Uh, I'll certainly be having a look at that as I did at last night's game. Uh, we were hoping to chat to Paul pa- Hazelby, former Docker champion. What's uh, happened there? No, he can't uh, do it at the moment, having a day off oh, due to the cricket. Yeah. So, and he yeah, works very hard. Yeah. So, we're just trying to track down Dwayne Russell, Dwayneo, to get his take on Port Adelaide. Yes, I'll be intrigued as to where he thinks they're going to finish this year after. Yeah. What do you do with pre-season? Like, you shouldn't get carried away with wins, but what do you do with the losses, particularly with Port Adelaide seeming to have some regular themes emerging in these two games? I am unshaken at really? this stage. Yeah. Yeah, oh, look, I would have liked them to go a little bit better. Some of those goals they coughed up wouldn't happen in a normal game. Uh, there was the Lysett moment, the Alira Lear moment. But, Kim, they keep going inside 50 and don't get a return. Yeah, their efficiency rate, while they're always out, Pacing the opposition on inside fifties. Not going to, not going to box it. Ch- well, I understand. I understand. People not a new thing. A, not no, a new thing. I know, but it's a slightly different forward line. Arati hasn't played for a year. Willie Rioli will be part of that lineup. He wasn't there last night. Did you like uh, Alex Pierce's work on Charlie Dixon? Yeah, that's a good way to start well, as he's a in captain, the, isn't he? he? He's in the twilight of his career, yeah. Charlie. I know he said he can play another three or four years. I hope he can, but he mm. needs more support. Mitch Georgiades uh, looks like it was a hamstring to me. Mm, went back out there, didn't yep. look great. I yep. thought it was strange that he went back out, but obviously they thought it was cramping maybe. Cramp yep. with the heat. That was yeah. massive heat. Yeah, Zach Started Butters' first hit out. Yep. Uh, I'm not going to box shadows early. I've seen some of the texts on the network throughout the day. Kane's been copping a bit of a whack. But even People Kinnickley's, are ripping into Ken already. Yeah, but even his admission, they have to improve. Of course they do. Yeah, they certainly well, you, do. You always improve on trial games, though. You would hope so. No, I'm not changing things, Rooch. Mind you, I think at best you'll be three and two after your first five games. I'm very impressed with Brisbane at the moment. Mm. Then you have Collingwood at the MCG. I'll give you that one. If you can't win that one, that's a, that's a worry. Adelaide, that's a toss-up. Oh, of course, showdown. Yeah, that is a toss-up. Uh, Sydney at the SCG, Ugh. you're a chance. Uh, I think you should beat the Western Bulldogs at Adelaide Oval. Interesting. But We've got a long way to go, yep. Rooch. All righty, let's go around the grounds. We're live and interactive, uh, 0427-154-166. A lot of people wanting to have their say on Port Adelaide, and we encourage that. That's what we're here for. Um, Rooch, around the grounds, uh, what have I got here? Where, where do you sit on coaches getting contract extensions even before a first game? I'm fine with it. So John Longmark, Chris Fagan, both How have... long did John have to go? He was to the end of this year. Yeah. So he gets another two. He'll, he hey. is already the longest serving Sydney coach of all time, even well, if, dating if, back if, to the South Melbourne. Why era. would you take the risk? You're happy with him as a coach. They're on the up again. Yep. They've been incredibly consistent. And we remember how North Melbourne tried, what was it, yep. three years ago? Yeah. It'd be clubs lining up left, right and centre for him. So right. I, I think it's good. And Chris Fagan one? I like it. Yep. Chris has been good. Hmm. Created the real energy and a belief people, Some people have been asking, well, Chris has had a lot delivered to him at Brisbane, he needs to deliver a flag this year. That's the argument. Oh. Or is it you just keep believing in him because he's got the program running? And so uh, clearly the Brisbane board says they like everything they see. 
and are backing him in and showing a load of confidence yeah, in him. Yeah, it's very easy for people to say, you know how hard it is people to win a flag. People are Kim. Well, so what? <laughs> Fans are, Kim. <laughs> but I mean, you, you can't box at shadows. You can't, every time someone complains, you can't react to it. You've got to stay the course or you don't achieve anything. Well, will, you end will, up like a Carlton. That will test someone at Port Adelaide when the theme is nothing will be said until August, won't it? Well, if you're in the running for finals and you're going okay, that, you need that'll be put on the back burner. Exactly. If you're two and six, well, it's an then obvious it's conversation yes, and exactly. you'll be looking for a, a new coach. Uh, Kim, a text coming here. What have you seen with Fantasia that I haven't? I've seen a body of work over... What is it now? Eight years? Oh, we know there's when a he's talent. fit. Kim, yeah. There's no question about the talent. The question yeah. is always about can he stay on the park? And that's why I said to you that question of of how many goals Rioli and Fantasia can deliver. If you can tell me Fantasia's playing 18 games, goal plate guarantee, that combination would look very, very attractive. He's got some tricks. It's early days. Be, be patient. People, I know people but People look at his track record of his fitness and get concerned. He gets three or four games under his belt. Anyone that's played at any reasonable level. He deserves level, a change of luck, doesn't yeah, he? he really, really For the does. work he puts in. Look, we'll get to all these texts because we want they people hot, to are have they? their say. Are they going and hot, are they? No, well, there's a few people right. that have, certainly earlier in the day, and I'm sure there will be more. Hey, two trials got underway yesterday. Can you believe it? Collingwood do it again. They win a game by six points. <laughs> <laughs> Against they Hawthorne. They do it again. Patrick Lipinski, who's had all sorts of problems in the past three years with shoulders, had... Uh, Reconstruction last year, I think it was. Dislocated shoulder again in doubt for round one. Yep, that's not Now, good. there is a player who needs a change of luck. Now, the other result, Brisbane smashing Geelong. When you look at it, 91 beating 45, you go, oh, well, what's happening here with mm. Geelong? Yeah, but when you haven't got Jeremy Cameron and Tom Hawkins in that's your attack, on. well, you're going to look very different and probably not hit the scoreboard as much. Now, the news there is that Geelong is very confident that both will play round one. We know Hawkins has had foot surgery over the summer, but they're pretty confident that round one, the two big blokes will be out there challenging the Coleman medal race. All right. They might have a race among themselves for the Coleman medal. I don't two. think so, Roach. Well, they almost did last yeah, year. Yeah, I know. I don't think it'll happen this year. We'll wait and see. Happy to have a coffee with you on that. So the uh, Collingwood side gets up by six points. Brisbane win by 46. Mm. Freo beat Port by 31. That's a wrap of the injuries. To the cricket, Australia needs 76 runs. We're going to do a nearest the pin today. Oh, who won that yesterday? We didn't do one. Yes, we did. We did not do a near. Oh, we yes, sorry. We did. Yeah, we did. Not for a prize. Oh, I thought coffee was on the line. No, you always do that <laughs> after the after the event. You do your tight, uh, tight. Oh, tight, hello, I paid up. Tight arm. Um, we did not have a and then Benny tried to jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, we're, as we're well. doctoring the tape. Pathetic. Actually. We're doctoring the tape. Grower said and declare it beforehand. Well, I did ninety nine runs. Yes, but you didn't put a How coffee. How did it go? You, you got. You would have won. <laughs> well, hey, I said two. Ben, have we doctored the tape yet? Well, yeah, we've doctored the tape. Pay up. Disgraceful, you two. Uh, Right, you've railroaded me again. We have a Signet Boost Power Bank. This is a battery charger for your mobile, so your mobile will never, ever go flat. Uh, Yesterday it was worth $60. Today it's worth $45, Ben. Which one's the correct one? $45. Okay. There's a sale on. Worth $45. A Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24-7. All you have to do is send us a text. Or ring on 0427154166. That's the text line. Or 1300736736. Tell us how many wickets Australia will lose in their chase for victory 
of 76 runs. Right. Roach, what are you going to say? Four. Four? Four. Yeah, I know that. I'm four. thinking. Four. <laughs> I was going to go four, and I don't want to go the same as you. Four. I will. I'm going to stick with four, four. as well. All right. So send a text now. You can win that battery charger. It's an absolute uh, ripper. All righty. Let's jump into it, uh, Roach. Port Adelaide last mm. night. Uh, the texts are coming through thick and fast. Here we go. How can you be unfazed by the Port Adelaide Football Club performance? Make no mistake, the players and coaches gave that everything last night. Real problems for my club this year, and the coach is number one. That's from Brad. Everyone into Kenny already, Roach. Some of the stuff that was coming through to Kane Corns this morning, it was scathing. Well, the, the theme very much, when you look at the reaction, has been same, same from Port Adelaide when people are expecting something to change, particularly... Those questions that we posed yesterday. Forward movement and accuracy on the scoreboard. Zach Butter's first game. No Willie Rioli. Aratio Fantasia hasn't had a lot of footy. Charlie Dixon back from that nasty knock that he took. Uh, no Travis Boak. Who else? Not that you want to be relying on Bokey. No, but the key question still remains how they move the ball forward, what they do with it inside 50 and what they put on the scoreboard. We're up and away, Roach. You can have your say. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. This is Kimbo and the Roach. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roach. 19, just a reminder, Nathan Van Berlo at 1 o'clock. We'll be heading to India at 12.50 to have a chat to Bharat Sundarasan. Of course, our live coverage starts at 2 o'clock. Australia needs 76. Uh, we're giving away a prize today, and that's a Signet Boost Power Bank battery charger for your mobile. We're just asking how many wickets will Australia lose? It's interesting, Roots. A uh, number of the techs here. Afternoon, Kimbo and Roots. The Aussies will be 1 for 78. Head will get 36. So James says one wicket. Uh, another one here, Australia all out, India to win. Brian oh. from Port Perry. Wow. Good on you, Brian. Um, Joey says, Arvo men, six wickets will be lost with Alex Carey hitting the winning runs. Go the power, Joey from Brompton. How many did Australia have to chase that famous test match in England where Marsh and Lily looked at the odds and took them and England won with both of them running they, havoc. How many yeah, were they chasing uh, that? I can't day? remember exactly, but those two gentlemen made a lot of money. <laughs> and uh, if it happened in the modern era, they'd be in a lot of trouble. For, they'd be banned for life. Ugh. Oh, the port supporters. Now, let me read out some of these, Roach. There's a couple of rippers here. Uh, how can you be unfazed by the Port Adelaide Football Club's performance? Make no mistake, the players and coaches gave that everything last night. Real problems for my club this year, and the coach is number one. Did I read that before? Yeah, you did. Yeah, apologies. Uh, I've clicked on a few here. Um, oh, where did I have the other one? Oh, this one here. Boys, however much you're paying Matt Rendell, you should stop it and get someone who actually knows what they're talking about. Uh -oh. If he thinks Port have a top four list... I want a carton of whatever he's drinking. That's from Phil. Be a good show next week with Matt. Yeah, I look forward to it. Uh, Port looks slow and unfit. Their forward structure with Dixon will not work. That's an interesting one. Here's another one from Steve. Oh, kangaroo Steve. Hi, Steve. Good afternoon, Kimbo and the Roach. Port will finish bottom six with my mob. Ooh. So we'll have two picks inside the top ten. 
future is looking brighter oh, by the day at Arden Street. That's right, because of the Jason Horn Francis trade. Yeah, yeah. Go, you ruse. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Hey, statistically, there was some a positive in terms of the inside 50s. Well, 58, which is telling you that Port Adelaide can be very productive, but they're not very efficient. Eight goals. And that's a theme that's not new to Port Adelaide. They do need to find greater efficiency for dominating inside 50s. All right, we need to go to another break. Charlie Dixon, here we go, as a text. Charlie Dixon in the forward line kills our structure because they bomb it to him mm. and his return isn't good enough. Marshall and Georgiades are crowded out by him. Well, uh, yeah, um, and I thought this is the best text so far, but this is just my opinion. Uh, no name on this one. Port Adelaide in a spot of trouble. Ha, 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 ha. It's a practice match. Get a grip of reality. Yeah, we accept that. We ignore the scoreboard, but if you watch the way they're playing, and even Ken Inkley admits, they've got a lot of improvement to work through, particularly in that some core issues that productivity and efficiency inside 50 is out of whack and as we saw in the trial games last year against Gold Coast in particular if teams get an ascendancy at the contest and move the ball with handball very quickly with handball Port Adelaide do look in a spot of bother it happened against Gold Coast last year and we thought oh well practice game now happened against Fremantle this year uh, I note your point but I'm, I'm not buying it this year at this stage. And right. I'd like to think if you're playing Fremantle next week or in two weeks' time in round one, mm. there's no way that Brody would be getting 36 disposals, Brayshaw 36 and Caleb Sarong 32. Good numbers, weren't they? Yeah, they were big numbers. Mm. They were trial game numbers. Yep. All right, we'll go to a break. It's 12.23. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Nearly 12.29, we're live from Studio Lumo USA. We've got a competition going. Uh, you have to predict how many wickets Australia will lose to win the test or maybe lose it. We've already had someone say they'll be all out. We've got a uh, $45 Signet Boost Power Bank. It'll keep your mobile charged forever and a day and your tablet and your earbuds as well. Few coming through, Rooch, that I haven't read out. Uh, Brad says Australia will lose six wickets in their quest for the Possible, 76 runs. Yep. Steve says seven wickets will be lost. Um, James from uh, Woodcroft says, afternoon, Kimbo and Rooch. The Aussies will be, did I read this one? One for 78. Mm. Head will make 36. Cheers, James. Appreciate that. Uh, Rooch, let's hear from uh, Kenny Hinckley now. A let's lot of people so. having their say on last night's game. We'll get to those texts very shortly. Uh, this was Kenny asked if he likes the pre-season model. I'm always simple in this one. I always answer, we'll do what we're told. Yeah. And I'm happy to do what we're told. And I think that, you know, a couple of trial games is, is perfect, perfect setup going into the season. I even like the idea that we, we've come over here for the, for the week and played two games. I think it's, it's, it's okay. It gives you a chance to look at your team, look at your squad. And I don't think there's any, you know, anything wrong with the model, if that's what you're asking me. No. And I reckon it's great for team building. I know they haven't had a win. Put that aside. I think for any club to spend seven yep. days, eight days away like that, yep. that's not a training camp, uh, should be a plus, hmm. depending on family issues for the individuals, though. Correct. Yeah. Yes. So it mightn't please everyone. Uh, this is Kenny on taking their chances last night. That's the obvious, isn't it? And that's, I mean, that's what we know. We know. We know we're generating enough chances, but we've still got 
some work to go, clearly, but I think that's around putting pieces out there together. And again, you know, we had we have Rioli and Boaknot out there today. We have Dixon for the first time. There's a few things that are, you know, we just need to get them spending time together quickly. I mean, we haven't got much time now, but as I said, come round one, we'll be right. We won't have an excuse. We'll be ready to go. Yeah, and uh, uh, Fremantle certainly had players out as well. Does that one play devil's advocate again? Does that echo well when you've had a long pre-season and you're doing a lot of match sim at Alvin? Well, every club uses those exact same well, the point is, reasoning. A lot of that knitting together of that attack should already have been in place before the pre-season game. Nothing like real games, I Rich. Accept that. Match sim, swim, whim. I'm sick of that term. But it's not as if it's the first time these blokes have been out on the track together. No, we're late for the news, Rich. Yeah. I get that, but... Yeah. It's so different playing under match, real match oh, conditions. Yeah. We'll hear more from Kenny after the news. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. 12.35 on a Friday afternoon. Fitzner from SEN Track just walking past. He's back in town, the big man, doing a wonderful job. A very astute tipper is Miles. He enjoys it too. Yeah, just a reminder, Nathan Van Burlow coming up at uh, 1 o'clock. And we're also heading up to Gabba to get an update on the Shield game that's being played there. Narelle Smith about uh, 30 seconds away. Coach of Woodville West Torrens in the Sandful chasing their first win. Feel the text coming through, Roots. Good afternoon, gents. I can guarantee that if the Port midfielders had the numbers Frio midfielders had last night, you wouldn't be calling them trial game numbers. That's cheers from Grant. Uh, I was the point you were making, though. uh, No, but I I made that comment, and I I stand by it. Uh, In a trial game, there's not the same accountability there. So if Port players had those numbers, I'd say they played well, but I don't take a lot of notice of trial games. You can get a bit from ball movement. You can have a look at individuals like I watched... Jason Horn francis because I haven't seen a lot of him. Mm. Like the way he goes about it. See a lot of a young Paddy Dangerfield. Just a mm. bit of a bull. Yep. Rushing his work a little bit. Yeah. But it uh, will only get better. He's a young man in a hurry, isn't yeah, he? Plenty of upsides. Now, Bum Fluff <laughs> Benny, our producer, has put a poll on Twitter. Uh, I reckon this is a Captain Obvious poll, but we'll wait and see. I may be wrong. I want the feedback. Yeah. He says, are you concerned with Port Adelaide's pre-season form? So far, 82% of people say yes, 18 say no. Is Narelle Smith, coach of Woodville West Torrens, concerned with their actual season form? Let's they're building. find out. No, they're building. Hello, Narelle. Oh, have we lost her? Uh, Benny has a confused look on his face. Oh, uh, we'll the system try and get might back. have failed us. Yeah, it looks like Narelle's dropped out. We'll get her back on the line. Um, oh, here's Mario. I've got a pair of Sidcombe spanners in my toolbox smarter than DBJ and Bonner. Oh, harsh. Yes. Harsh. All right, I think we've got Narelle back now. Hello, Narelle. No. no second take and still not working, Kim. What is uh, happening there, Benny? We've got absolute silence. Well, while we're talking about mm-hmm. uh, Sanford W, Port Adelaide's claimed another player out of the Sanford W system, taking Glenelg Ruck, Matilda Schultz, as a player for their AFLW program. So they're, they're building some list changes. Yeah, well, that, uh, that happens. No, no, it doesn't matter. We'll try and get it back, Roots. Okay. What we'll do, we'll hear more from Kenny Hinckley, yep. and we might go to a break a little bit earlier. Uh, but this is Kenny Hinckley on uh, the lost last night. 
Oh, look, it's it's the end of pre-season. We get a chance. We get a lot of feedback. We got some stuff we obviously we didn't like. Um, you know, we're playing against them, and they were they were much better than us today. You know, we've um, you know we we got no excuses going forward. We've had our pre-season. We just need to be better than we performed like today. Oh no, not so much concern because that's what that's what trial games are about. They give you information, and for us, we've got to do something um, with the information. And obviously, there's some stuff that we've got to work really hard on. You know, their ability around the ball was better than us. We we've probably seen their experience around the ball game our less experience around the ball, I think, and you know some of our blokes on ball are, you know, just starting to get their, their game back to get Ollie and people like that who have missed a bit of time. So we we got a lot to learn, but I'm sure we can learn a lot. Not sure I'm buying concerned or not concerned. Let's see what happens in that Alarmed. first game against Brisbane. Interested in that what's will, happening? All right, midfield. this is a take three. Let's go to Woodville <laughs> West Times. Sandful W. Mm. Coach Narell mm. Smith. Narell, have we got you? No, Kim. Oh, we've even got Benny. Bumfluff's come into the studio. He's most concerned. Yeah, normally can uh, fix all these things. Uh, not working again. I'll tell you what we'll do, Roach. Um, look, we'll just plug again the prize we're giving away, the Signet Boost yep. Power Bank. Um, the Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet, earbuds powered 24-7. They're worth $44.95. We're giving one away. Nearest the pin. Pretty simple. You just have to say how many wickets Australia will lose in their chase for 76 runs and victory. And speaking of cricket, at lunch at the Gabba, Queensland is two for 63, 209 runs behind South Australia. Interesting contest there, which is all part of the race to the Sheffield Shield final. Yeah, all righty. We're going to go to a break a fraction earlier because we've got Bharat yeah. Sundarasan coming up uh, from India as well. And we'll try one more time to get Narelle yeah. back on the phone. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Twelve forty-five. Looks like we're at the park. Narelle Smith at the moment having trouble with phone box, so that apologies, means we sir. may have trouble. Yeah, apologies to Narelle. She yeah. was there. We may have trouble getting to India as well. We got Nathan Van Berlo coming up. We've got the text working on that. Still have the competition running though. Roochy, Roach, Roach. If you want to win a Signet Boost power bank, we're doing a nearest the pin. Tell us how many wickets Australia will lose on their way to victory, or if they lose all ten. In fact. And uh, you can win that prize. Tim from Spalding, nice part of uh, nice part of the world in South Australia. Australia will lose only four wickets on their way to victory. Timmy, when I think of Spalding, that's where we farewell the late and great uh, Barry Stringer. Oh yes, my first uh, captain at the North Adelaide Football Club that I played great under. Family, right? mm. so yeah, the Stringer brothers caught up yep. with Wayne uh, over the Christmas period. What's he doing these days? Uh, he's retired. He was a good travel agent. Yeah, he was a travel agent for a long time. Yeah. Then he became a qualified masseuse, yes. uh, owns a property in the hills. But so he's uh, retired now. He and Denise, well, yep, just travelling everywhere. Good luck to them. I don't know if we got the, we've got a lot of thumbs up going on here. I don't know yeah, if we're we, trying we, to get things to work, on, Kim. Are we back or no? Well, we'll go, to Bar- we'll go to Barat. We won't worry about Narelle now, guys, if that's okay. We'll go to these texts as well. Then yep. we'll have a look at the crow side, Roach. Afternoon, fellas. Keen to see how the Crows line up this afternoon, particularly in ruck and up forward with Tex now back in the side. Thilthorpe needs to be in the mix for him to improve and the side long term. The other is down back. The Crows were caught small last year trying to play Duday as a key back. At times, I would like to see Borlase given a crack on some of the Eagles' tall timber today. 
as he is the right size to compete better and not be ragdolled. Also gives another ruck option. What? Another ruck option. Borlase. Not that big, is he? Well, he's an emergency anyway. That's from Lockie. So James Borlase probably won't be getting a run. But I think it's a good sign uh, with respect to Lockie Murphy, Ned McHenry and Chase Jones that they've struggled to get into the squad route. Interesting. Shane McAdam and Riley Philthorpe on that interchange rather than in the forward six. Yeah, well, it's it's hard. That's different. It's hard to read that, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's because it can change in the first two or three minutes. But they've got the extended bench: uh, Will Hamill, Elliot Himmelberg, Max Michaelani. Looking forward to him getting a run. Oh, look who's the last name on that extended bench: (laughs) Harry Schonberg, Tyler Brown, Shane McAdam, Riley Thilthorpe, and Matt Crouch. Who's the last name on the extended bench? Well, why do you say that, two dogs? Well, because of. The constant question of where does he fit in this Adelaide lineup? Well, he had 185 touches in the last trial game. He should be in the squad. Get yes. him in the middle, Rich, <laughs> I say. Get Laddie back to it. You would say that. Get Laddie back to a back pocket. Oh. <laughs> uh, be interesting to see how Patrick Parnell, young pistol, uh, progresses mm. this year as well. And we've also seen Jake Saligo getting uh, midfield minutes. He's a special talent, I think, Rooch. Yeah, he's the, the one. one could go to another the level. one name that's not there that clearly will be there in round one. No Millerer at this point. You'll see him at half back, won't you? Yeah, well, you would. And uh, this is the nice problem that they have. I know they want to play Jordan Dawson, the captain, across half back, but uh, I'd love to have Miller on half back flank yeah. with Brody Smith on the other and Jordan Dawson more in the midfield, which would then. Make it very, very hard for well, Matt Crouch. Once we get Nathan Van Berlo on as the assistant coach in charge of the midfield, you can put the Jordan Dawson question to him. Well, hopefully, and it looks like we should be able to get uh, Barat in around five minutes' uh, time. Uh, all right, did we end up hearing from Kenny Hinkley on where the game was lost? We didn't? Uh, let's no, ha- no we let's didn't. have a listen. It's the final grab from Kenny Hinkley on where they lost the game by 31 points last night. Oh, we got beaten badly. Got beaten badly. That's where the, 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 the game got lost around the around the contest. Purely Fremantle got too many looks going their way and, and they were also able to return the ball off our stoppage win. So their work rate to get out um, after that. But the ruck battle itself, I mean, Darcy's a, he's a high-quality player. We all know that. And Scooter's coming back, hasn't played for a year. Um, he'll only get better from that too. I was watching Sean Darcy last night against Scooter and yep. Bryn Teekle. And I thought his tactics, and good luck to him, boarded on giving free kicks away because he would jump into the play. It was a form of shepherding because he's such a big frame he man. He's big, yeah. So he was jump into Scooter first, tap second. So it's effectively oh, a, a yeah. block. So, yeah. And we've seen grey areas in the way that's been adjudicated in the past. Now, if he gets away with that all year, if that's deemed to be legal, which I say fair enough, as long as we know what the interpretations are. If he, if he moves forward to take space... You couldn't penalise him then, could you? If, he, if you put an arm out to block. Oh, I'll get you there. But so I'm, that's so the difference. He, so he wasn't putting the arm out, but he, he was jumping in. With that big frame, if he seeks to command that space first, right, the arms doesn't do anything with his arms to block a player. You can't penalise him then, can you? No. No, because he's got there in that space. But, yeah, you're right. If he starts using his arms or even his legs... Oh, I, I just thought his timing. Uh, That's it, the key to it. It took away the opportunity for Scott Lysett to jump at the football because he jumped into Sean's him not going to jump, is he? No, well, he doesn't jump frame. high, but he so, jumps. He moves into Lysett, yeah. then taps the ball. And I thought it was very, very effective. So he's got to make sure he takes space, 
tap without interfering with the opposition ruckman. That's well, by the letter test. of the law, yep. it's different if they both jump in at the same time. Yep. You see, yeah, if you watch a few, if you watch the replay again, I thought of he course, was very so we clever. had the great ruck mysteries of last year with interpreter, and guess what we have this year, Kim? Four umpires. I was watching that last night. It was uh, hard to tell what type of impact, positive or negative, it had. But I was flicking between that and the cricket. Mm. Uh, if anyone noticed anything, by all means, give us a call one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Uh, or you can text on zero four two seven one five four one double six. Just waiting to go to Indore in India uh, to have a chat to Bharat Sundar Ras. And what we will do, though, is acknowledge what Nathan Lyon did last night, taking eight wickets. Uh, let's have a listen to Nathan. As Lyon completes the first over after lunch, bowls him! Shubham Gill went dancing and lost his middle stump. As Lyon is in. Oh, a big appeal for RBW. He loves it. Oh, and so does Joel Wilson. Rohit's got to go. It's a second wicket. Lyon into Jadeja once more. Oh, now this is close to a barely rhythm. Like in his jazz hands. Right Bowl him! Off stump, goes back. Barada's gone. Lyon's got another India lose their six. Lyon bowls new over. Hits the pad of Ashwin first on the way through. Big decision to make for John Wilson. Ashwin leg before wicket for six. To leg slip. Is that taken around the corner? Oh, that is absolutely brilliant from Stephen Smith. Pajara's gone for 59. Caught in the lakeside trap. Lyon has six. Lyon bowls here. Yumez swings across the line. Out towards deep mid wicket. And it doesn't clear the fielder. Line in. It's oh, it's in. That's it. That's the tenth wicket. Australia have got them all out for 163. Eight wickets for 64 runs. Nathan Lyon take more than a bow. I don't know what comes after a bow. Take a knighthood. I'm just really proud of the way we've gone about it, to be honest with you. Um, yes, personal success is great to have, but I think um, after Delhi, we had a really good couple of days off as a team and some really good conversations at training and stuff. So I'm more really proud about the way we've gone about it as a collective group, to be honest. So, yeah, but certainly it's, it's up there as one of my career highlights. That's, there's no doubt about that. Well, eight wickets, I would expect it would be, Nathan. Exactly. Very humble. It was a huge effort. Big game going on at the Gabba Reach, where the Redbacks are up against Queensland. Lunch is done. The second session has begun on day two. Queensland is now two for 70, chasing South Australia's 272. And Ben Menenti did it again yesterday. He saved South Australia. He's been an absolute ripping recruit. Uh, text coming through. You might as well have had the three Stooges playing up forward in these trial games. This is for Port. Pal Pepper plays like his life depends on every contest. Mm. The rest of the squad couldn't give a continental. That's ah, surely not. That's harsh. They're all trying. Uh, it was beautiful to watch Connor Rosie again last night. Uh, the midfield were beaten, but... Uh, He's just a all class. He's ball movement. Talent. Special yep. play on the outer side on the half forward flank when he's right by the boundary, beat his opponent, hit the ground, mm. got up while everyone else was still lying down. He's a real Spring Hill Jack. There were two other games played yesterday, Roach. Yes, Hawthorne and Collingwood. And how do you think it would finish when Collingwood plays and it gets tight? They win by six points. Trial game. Six to 100. Yeah, but still, it continues <laughs> that know, theme it's a, for it's them. A good it gets habit. tight, they win. It's a good habit. But I they agree. did come out of it with a bit of damage. Patrick Lipinski, who's had all sorts of issues with shoulders in recent time, has a dislocated shoulder again and mm. will clearly miss round one. The other big game, because it could be a pointer to what happens at the end of the year, Brisbane v Geelong, couldn't it? 
Definitely. Certainly didn't look that way last night when Brisbane absolutely smashed Geelong, 13-13-91-6945. No Hawkins, no Cameron. Both should play in round one. And the only issue for Brisbane really was Eric Hipwood feeling a hit to the hip, but just a... Yeah, just a hit to the hip, and they took no precaution with it. He was okay by the end of it, so they come out of that pretty well as well. Uh, the hippy hippy shake, he'll be right for round yep. one. No question of that. We're running a poll. Now, Bumfluff Benny, our producer, has done this. All right, and he said the poll is, get onto our Twitter handle. Are you concerned with Port Adelaide's pre-season form? I said, really, are you putting a poll on that? So we've had a coffee on it. I said it would be over 80% of people which is pretty captain obvious to me, would be concerned. At the moment, Roots, 87% of people are concerned, 13 are not. I'm winning a coffee at this stage. We're ready to go to indoor now, one of the more remarkable tests. Well, the last three have been. Uh, Barat Sundarasan joins us. Barat, another three-day test it's going to be. Um, three full days, you mean? Nah, just two days and a little bit. <laughs> yeah, two days and a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, we'll, we'll jump to the chase. We'll get to Nathan Lyon very shortly, but we're running a uh, competition here nearest the pin. You have to predict how many wickets Australia will lose to, to win, make the 67 76. runs. 76 runs. How many do you reckon? Um, I don't think they'll lose more than two. I just have a feeling that our... Our mighty South Aussie travel set is going to come out and uh, make that classic unbeaten half century. And that's what Australia yeah. needs to do. I mean, travel set must play one way and he'll go hammer and tongs at the Indians. And and if it comes off, I mean, all they need is... Uh, if Australia can get to just like 35 or 40 without loss of more than one wicket, uh, they'll be home. And mm. that's what they'll be looking to do. I mean, they wouldn't want to sit in their crease and you know, take their time because you don't want to. It, it, it's that kind of total. Like, yeah, 30, 40 runs extra and then that could have put some pressure on them. But 76 should be pretty straightforward. Dramatic test match, perhaps, But is it the right balance when it seems so loaded by that deck towards the bowlers? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> Nagpur and Delhi at least provided some opportunities for the batters. But yeah. this one's been... Uh, yeah, pretty disappointing as a track. And look, as Rahul Ravid, the Indian coach, uh, you could see the look on his face uh, at lunchtime on day one. Uh, I saw him walk out and have a chat with the curators, and you could see uh, that, that he realized that you know uh, whatever's been dished out isn't isn't fair. Uh, and uh, but having said that, I thought what we saw yesterday was just. Uh, uh, a masterclass on, on spin bowling from Nathan Lyon, but also mm. masterclass on captaining on a spinning wicket from Stephen Smith. So when it comes down to chasing 76, and we've seen it before, anxiety can <laughs> set in. How does mm. India make this test match other than just relying on that deck to do the work for them? Uh, I mean, yesterday, like as I was just going back up to the media box after... Yeah doing a little interview for SEN with Mitchell Stark, I saw Rohit Sharma and Rahul Ravid in an intense discussion and uh, they didn't look like two men who had given up. Uh, and I mm. think what they would back uh, is just the fact that you have, when you have bowlers like Ashwin and Jadeja in your ranks, uh, even if it is just 76 runs, you're like, you never know, right? Like, you know, the, that's why you have um, uh, the record that you do at home. 
you have these two world class bowlers who yep. can uh, you know pull off a miracle and it would be a miracle if uh, india win from this point australia have more or less dominated this test match except maybe that collapse yesterday morning now Barat, is there a little bit of friction over there we've heard stories about the local media have turned on their own they've turned on the curators any truth in that <laughs> Um, no, no, no. The local media keeps turning on uh, the players and the uh, curators on a daily basis here anyway. So, <laughs> uh, uh, no, I mean, especially when things don't go their way, uh, the go, go in, in the Indian team's way, and they haven't so far. Like so, uh, no. I mean, there is a lot of uh, pressure on the curator, and now I mean, what is will be interesting is what kind of surface we get in uh, Ahmedabad. Yeah. Uh, you know, at the Narendra Modi Stadium, uh, more than. Our, around 100,000 people are expected to attend uh, with the Prime Minister there uh, for the national anthems and all of that uh, on the morning of the test. So it'll be interesting uh, what gets dished out for them. Now, we're traditionalists. We like a five-day test. We like it to go to at least four or five days. But uh, there is a generation out there that love the uncertainty and the unpredictability of what's happening at the moment. Uh, oh, very much so. Uh, and uh, it, it, like one thing you can't deny is it's been exciting. Uh, whatever we've seen so far in the series, especially this test match, you just can't take your eyes off the television. So that's one way of uh, you know uh, playing test cricket, you'd say. But I mean, it, it does get a little too predictable when it's so so far skewed in favor of the bowlers. Correct. Uh, we saw that at the Gabba, didn't we, last year? Mm. Or last summer, yeah. uh, uh, Australia, South Africa. So when it gets that bad, um, it, it, it is it is a little unfair. And like, you know, when you speak of fairness, uh, when you start speaking about fairness and, you know, things being unfair, that's when you know you got the balance wrong. All right, we're coming up Good to the point. 1 o'clock well, news. Super, Barat, right? we'll put you into the competition nearest the pin. You can win that Signet Boost Power Bank. You're predicting Australia will only lose <laughs> two wickets. We hope you win the prize. Good on you, Barat. We look forward to your call uh, from 2 p.m. here at Late Time. Uh, yeah, Norwood, I'll uh, message you my address and I can uh, you can like, just uh, clear the gift across there because I don't think Australia will lose more than two wickets. Beautiful. Not a problem okay. at all. We know where you live in, Norwood. Don't worry about that. You can't be missed with those happy pants. Good on you, Barat. <laughs> uh, text coming through before we go to the news. Reach people believe I look a bit like Nathan Lyon. That's uncanny as I'm also an off-spinner. Between us, we're... 468 test wickets for Australia. Uh, no name, but uh, nice story. I'm happy for you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Chelsea Ryan, and this is your SEN News. Pop star Ed Sheeran has broken multiple records overnight at his first Melbourne show at the MCG. A record 108,000 people packed the stands. Qantas will be on the hunt for 8,500 aviation industry workers in the next decade to keep up with the post-pandemic travel demand after posting a record profit and reeling from a string of emergency landings. A large fire has broken out at a construction site in Hong Kong City surrounded by residential and commercial buildings. And crime figure Tony Mockbell has been rushed to hospital after falling ill in Barwon Prison. Sports up next.
Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Four minutes past one on a Friday afternoon. It's a beautiful day. Nearly 24 degrees. We are live from Studio Lumo SA, right here at number one King William Street in the city. Looking forward to chatting to our next guest, Rooch. He's one of the good guys in the football world, former captain of the Adelaide Football Club and a West Australian. Spent a bit of time over there on the West Coast Eagles program. They're up against them tonight. Ten past seven, our time, Rooch. I think at the old uh, Subiaco Oval. No, Leaderville. Leaderville. It's old Leaderville Oval. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Subiaco's gone. I got that wrong. Uh, Nathan Van Burlow joins us now. Did I get the Oval wrong, VB? You both got it wrong. G'day, Kimbo. G'day, Ruth. <laughs> oh, which Oval Lath is Lane. Mineral Resource Park? That's um, Perth team is Laugh Lane, 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 Lane Park, which right, is yeah. uh, West, yeah, Coast, West Coast training facility now. Yeah, and so. it's, a good, it's a good facility yep. too, isn't it? Yeah, it's, um, it's pretty amazing. I was lucky enough in 2018 when of I was over course. here that we moved into that facility at the time, which was uh, going from Subiaco to the new Mineral Resources Park was, um, was pretty special. So we're looking forward to, you know, the Crows doing the same thing in a couple of years' time. It'll be exciting for us. Yeah, fingers crossed. All righty, let's have a look at your lineup yeah. tonight. Um, the old list looks fairly healthy, the squad at the moment. It is, Timbo. It's, um, you know, it's credit to our strength and conditioning staff and high performance that we've been able to get a good body of work into the boys over the summer. And uh, I think there's only four guys at this stage unavailable tonight, which is, which mm. is really pleasing for the group. It means we've, um, we've got a fair body of work into them and they can attack hopefully the most, of, most of the season upcoming. So it also has meant there's been a, a huge challenge for spots. So um, there's been a number of conversations had with guys that don't quite get a look in at the moment, that they're, they're on the cusp and they're, they're performing at a high level. Um, but it's also going to keep the guys in, in the AFL squad um, on edge. Healthy spots, uh, healthy competition for spots is always a good thing. I would imagine you'd have a well-organised plan as to how you use the eight players on the interchange bench, but it's, it's still a lot of players to, get, to give game time to. Yeah, it's a, uh, I'm glad it's not my job. I think that's uh, Darren Burgess and his team managed that from the sidelines. But, well, um, no, can I just, look out. really? Surely that's the coach yeah, who well, wants we playing. Well, we, do, we definitely do have, I mean, it's not saying I don't manage it on, on the actual game game time and go, oh, I, want, I need so-and-so on because we trust that Burgess and his team will get the prescribed minutes up for each individual. But look, we'll manage different guys today. We obviously want to get um, prioritised what we think our our, uh, our main players will be for, for round one and making sure they get a, a full body of work in them today and that they're prepared as best they can be for round one. But we are fortunate that we've got you know, a number of other guys that we can uh, run through different positions today if required. Um, some of them will get, certainly get a run. Others probably less, less minutes than um, the other guys on the field. But it's a, it's a tricky balance. I mean, there's a lot of guys that we, we want to see in position because there's still spots up for grabs for round one. So it's, it's a balancing act of... Are you sitting down, Nathan? No, no, I'm very. Are you sitting down, Nathan? You've got the B going in Kim's Hornet. No, I'm very confused. I want to make sure I got what you said correctly. So (laughs) your conditioning staff, staff, they determine more minutes for each player is more important than strategy and who they're playing against and how the game's unfolding. The trial oh, it's a, no, it's a combination of both. So what we we trust the high performance guys to say, hey, this is what is best preparation in terms of prescribed minutes heading into round one, um, based on each individual. So let's say a, a Taylor Walker is completely different to a Jake Saligo, for example. So okay. that's based upon their 
their output, their fitness, their continuity with the program and, and all things that, that go in line with that. And then on top of that, we obviously have preferences to positions and guys that we want to prioritise in different roles, uh, which I guess becomes a balancing act with... That makes Darren sense. Burgess and his no, team, that makes so. sense. But in a home and away game, though, how important are the minutes then? Uh, they are very, they're still very important because it becomes back to you know, risk management, um, injury management, mm. but also there, there comes a point where, you know, multiple games will be right. You know, he's, he's reached his minutes, but if the game's in the line, we need to just yeah. roll with it and just, just push it out. So, it's, um, yeah, it happens at every club. I yeah. remember, you know, it happened a number of times with, uh, I'm just thinking, Nick Nat Nui at West Coast. Now, he's got low minutes and he plays week to week, but I remember Adam Simpson a number of times going, no, no, we need him and yeah. overrides the... Uh, the plan, and uh, you go for the win. So hopefully, uh, you know, all goes to plan, but we can certainly change as we go. No, good insight, Nathan. Is there all that competitive spirit that you talk about in a clear injury list? Tell us about Mitch Hinge and how his summer's been. That he commands a, a spot on this lineup tonight. Yeah, Hinge's uh, he's had a, a strong summer for us. Um, we've seen him play the last couple of weeks, some some wing time, a bit of time mm. at half back as well. And but we love the versatility that he's got. And we think he brings, um, you know, obviously a bit more height to our ring role. He can do a bit of, uh, of work in multiple positions, which we really like. He's got a, a really good high-end speed and ability to mark the ball. So, look, he's one that we've, we've really liked the development of over mm. the last couple of years that he's been with us, but particularly over summer. And we're hoping that you know, he stays in good form and injury-free and, and gives himself a good, good run at it. So what, you gain in height on one wing, you lose on the other. <laughs> do you, well, well do you genuinely think Rory Sloan can hold down a wing all year? Yeah, look, I think, I mean, I, I knew Sloan was going to embrace the rolling and, and go hammer and tong at it. Mm. And his last couple of weeks have been really strong in that role. So look, there's an element of planning in and around, you know, Sloan's integration back into AFL footy. And, and part of that is trying to, uh, I guess, manage his, his inside minutes whether it be riding on ball and centre bounce work, etc., which he's doing at training, and um, I don't think he's been in a centre bounce yet the last couple of weeks, but um, it'll certainly be, I guess, integrated into his game in the coming weeks. But um, at the moment, he's playing a really, a really solid role for us out on that wing, and we've seen in years gone by that Sloane can also play ahead of the ball, and obviously we know he can play inside. So, you know, rounding out his game is going to help him manage his body throughout the year and it's also going to help us as a squad get a number of other guys I mentioned Jake Saligo, Isaac Rankin Josh Rochelle, Harry Schomburg the like through the middle as well so it's a, it's a bit of a balance, balancing act for all Now Brody Smith's on one half back flank this is for tonight, Jordan Dawson's on the other Wayne Miller is out injured, you'd presume he goes back to a half back flank, would you like to get Jordan Dawson in the midfield? I think we want Jordan Dawson on every line, to be honest. We all fight over him each week. But I, I certainly do. Um, he gives us some value wherever he plays. Um, that's why we love him so much. But, uh, yeah, up and around the ball, um, I think in you know in the long term, is certainly where we'd like to, to be able to play more often than not. Um, now, we might have a look at him today up and around the footy a bit more, which, oh, would be, which would be nice to balance us out. I mean, we certainly have had looks at it throughout the summer. Um, I guess it does depend on where the game's being played and where we, where we need Dawson. I mean, we're fortunate that he can play behind the ball really strongly and also, you know, move forward as well. So, as I said, we fight over him, but um, you know, the plan is certainly to try and move him up the ground as as we get more consistent with style and hopefully our game plan. Okay, Nathan, what are you going to do with the ruck mix? How do you work that tonight? Yeah, look, it'll be um, O'Brien for the vast majority. I dare say chopped out 
um, like we've seen the last couple of weeks. So I don't think we're going to change Riley O'Brien's minutes in and around the footy. Okay. One of his biggest strengths is his ability to to go for long minutes. Uh, and probably as the game gets on is where he gets better and better. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see Riley O'Brien um, play certainly some strong minutes like he has done in the past and get chop outs as required. So when you say chop outs, is that Elliot Himmelberg or Riley Thilthorpe or, or both? And uh, will we see Riley spending more time up forward or will he be the second ruckman? Riley Thilthorpe, you're talking yeah, the last yeah, one? Yeah, Riley Thilthorpe. Yep. We'll see. It'll be mostly Elliot Himmelberg tonight doing the chopping out for, for O'Brien. Um, we thought Elliot was really strong with his his presence up forward, but also his work around the ground was probably the best I've seen him um, in a long while. So uh, Elliot will get get first crack at that but we've um we've spent a lot of time this this summer in particular getting some work into Elliot and and Riley Philthorpe in, in regards to their ruck work so um you know it doesn't mean that that Riley O'Brien's going to have those those big minutes all season it doesn't mean that Kieran Strawn's not going to get a look because we've certainly experimented and, mm. and had uh, I guess different dynamics around the footy and we think you know different different weeks might present um, some different options for us. I hate to be a selector at the moment who's got their nose ahead Luke Pedler or Shane McAdam? I think we're going to try and find a way to get them both in the side, to be honest, Kim. They both give us a, a real hard edge ahead of the ball. I mean, Shane's got the ability, a bit like Luke, um, to play tall and small. And what we love about both of them is their their attack on the footy and their ability to apply pressure at ground level. So throughout summer, uh, we have been able to find a way to, to manage both within our forward line. Um, and we think they complement um, our smalls really well and their ability to play that sort of third tour, if you like, um, can really, we think, help us. Nathan, an interesting interview with your senior coach, Matthew Nix, where he says the theme is it's time to win. We all understand where Adelaide has been and how the build has been very calculated towards getting the squad together. That move from being competitive to seeking the win, what's it require from your players? Uh, it requires... Um, a shift in mindset um, and I guess a, a trust in your ability to, to execute when the heat comes on. Um, mm. I guess if we look back at our, our closer games or games that we've been in the last two years in particular, there's been a number of times where we haven't risen to the occasion or we haven't quite executed when we needed to and we've lost games that that we could win. Um, you look at Collingwood, for example, last year winning all of their close games because they execute to the letter under the pressure and we're hoping that we can step up in those moments this year and that presents some great opportunity for us because what I, I guess what we have loved about our group in the last couple of years is their ability to compete. And you mentioned their competitive spirit earlier. Um, that keeps us in the fight. Now we've just got to make sure when we get ourselves in a chance to win that we can execute more often than not because I think we feel like as a group we're ready to take that next step and mm-hmm. doesn't mean we're going to do it necessarily every time but we'd like to think we're, we're progressing in that right direction. Does Pistol Parnell have the small defender role uh, locked up or is he under threat from someone? Uh, again, we've got some huge competition for spots, particularly in that area of the ground too, but he was, uh, he's was he been really strong the last couple of weeks, Pistol, so um, he'll have another good crack at it this afternoon. And uh, look, he's, he's, I guess he's got some hardness around the footy, which we love, but his, his ball use and his ability to defend is something we love about Pistol. So uh, looking forward to seeing how he grows his game and he's got a few blokes breathing right down his neck, there's no doubt about that. So who's that? Is that Will Hamill and where's Chase Jones at at the moment? Look, yeah, there's Will, there's Chase. Uh, you mentioned Wayne Miller is not in the mm. side this week for, for personal reasons, but there's um, I mean, there's a number of guys there. Josh Worrell, who's out injured at the moment too, but there's, there's a number of different guys that want to play that, 
that high half back role and uh, get themselves in the game. And I guess what we have seen throughout summer is the likes of Paddy Parnell with Will Hamill, with Wayne Miller, Geordie Dawson, Brody Smith, is that we've been able to get a bit more drive off that half back line, which at times we've been lacking. So it's um, hopefully a, a sign that we're going to be a bit more attacking off that half back line when the opportunity presents for us. Well, there seems to be plenty to be excited about for Crow supporters at the moment. We didn't even mention Isaac Rankin, Darcy Fogarty, yep. Tyler Brown, or. Josh Rochelle. Uh, we appreciate your time, VB. It's always great to chat. Good luck tonight. Thank you, guys. Good to chat. Thanks, there it Nathan. is. That game gets underway at 10 past seven. They're in a good position at the moment, yep. but that's pre-season and on paper. Yep. But uh, if they bring that same energy as last year with better execution and stay in games longer, Roach, they've Are you gone... okay now with the conditioning staff just setting the minutes for tonight? I thought there's a fair question. Oh, yeah, but yeah. they're not playing for points. No, but it still applies to home and away games until it gets to the nitty-gritty. Yeah, well, if it's a one-point game and someone's done yeah. the 80 of their 80 minutes, you know the coach is going to keep him on. If he's well, when, well, you do, but uh, I think a lot of people would be surprised that a conditioning coach has that much say over who's on the ground yeah, and who's well, you go, off the go ground. You go onto the benches and you'll find it's all mapped out, the rotations, when they've got to come on, when they've got to come off, and then it's up to the coach to decide, well, no, this game needs to have control tactically rather than by the sports science. So there's got to be that balancing act there as well. All right. You sound like a bloody coach now. Uh, the game gets underway <laughs> really? at 10 past 7. I was paid like a coach. <laughs> You've got plenty, Rooch. Uh, Spencer Johnson just got a breakthrough after lunch. Um, yes, 3 for 84 Queensland. So SA leads by 188 runs on the first day. All right. We're going to head up to the Gabba and have a chat to John Devine. He's covering game for SEN. This is Kimbo on the Rooch. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 1.22 on a Friday afternoon, 24 degrees outside. Beautiful Friday afternoon. Just a reminder, we'll be heading to India at 2pm today to watch Australia make 76 runs route. How many wickets will they lose? We can have your say. We've gone four. Uh, We're doing nearest the pin. You can win a Signet Boost power bank. It'll charge your phone. It'll never go flat. It's worth $44.95. Just send us a text. Tell us how many wickets Australia will lose. Quick text before we head up to the Gabba Rouge. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Please get me down from the ledge. A bit dramatic. Oh, wow. I know it's It's only a trial, but boy, oh boy. We don't look much different to last year. Jason Orn, Francis, Dixon, Jones and Rosie look good, but inside 50s look horrible again. And if Finlayson doesn't get put in defence to help out Hinkley, or to help out, Hinkley should pack his things now and start with a fresh coach. I hope I am overreacting, but Port have definitely failed the West Test. Lastly... If that is a glimpse of the umpiring for this year, mm. it is going to be a long year. He's put a lot of O's in there. Oh, uh, okay. What a, no, well, that's why I was doing it, Rooch. Well, you're doing what, it for theatrics. No. What are your thoughts? Mick from Sydney. Mick, come, come inside, cup yep. of tea, sit down, look at the calendar and keep up your hopes. Yep, you'll be three and two after round five, and then it's roll up the sleeves and get the job done, Roach. And here's another text before we go to a break. Hi, guys. Not concerned at all about Port's form. Actually, I'm quite liking it. Yeah, I, I hope thought it that continues. Would come in. I thought there would be. Cheers, a bit of that. Johnny from Prospect. All right, quick break, then we're going to the Gabba. Live across SEN. 
You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 129, we're live from Studio Lumo SA, taking your calls on 1300 736 736. Stack of texts coming through as well, Roots. We'll get to those very shortly. We're about to head up to the Gabba now to a gentleman that carries a very famous name who's covering the match between South Australia and Queensland, Johnny Devine. Obviously not the John Devine that coached Geelong, Roach. No, no, nor the one who got uh, put in jail. But as we just speak now, Seth Johnson's just struck again. He's got rid of Jack Clayton, so Queensland now plumbing a four for 89. So maybe I'm famous in South Australia for bringing good luck, boys. (laughs) Thank you uh, for that. how, How are conditions, Johnny, up there? Mate, I'll tell you what, I'm ready to ride the next in Randwick. It is that hot up here. I am sweating gravy, and it is absolutely stifling. With the third day into autumn, and I can tell you what, this thing is an oven up here at the Gabatoir. And at the moment, hot conditions, long sessions because of the rain delay yesterday. We started at 7 past 9 local time, so we had a two-and-a-half-hour session this morning, a two-and-a-half-hour session now. Uh, drinks have come out, but... Uh, Look, uh, it's it's the Mars Sheffield Shield class. There's a lot to play for for both these sides, Queensland and South Australia. Every side can make the final except for New South Wales, which between you and I is a good thing. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a riveting contest. But all of a sudden, now, 4 for 89, uh, Queensland chasing 272. And Jack Clayton, who got actually hit and right in the middle of the helmet by uh, Spencer Johnson, beauty, uh, was stopped play for a little while. But he's got uh, rid of... Um, Sam Heslett and also now Jack Clayton in the space of the last two overs. So four for 89, uh, Queensland chasing 272. Hey, Johnny, we spoke to Spencer earlier in the week. He was pretty pumped up to play against some of his BBL teammates up there. So he's uh, letting him rip today. Mate, he's leaving, I thought he actually was starting to bowl a little bit within himself after lunch. It's funny, Manetti opened from the Vulture Street end for the first over after lunch. And then um, Johnson came on. And I don't know whether it's because he was uh, he you know, ate a dodgy vindaloo for lunch or something. Oh. He didn't bowl the first over, <laughs> okay. and there was a little bit of a rumbling in the tummy, but he mm-hmm. decided to uh, not bowl the first one. But since then, he's come on and caused all sorts of havoc for his, uh, as you said, his teammates from the Brisbane Heat. But he's got himself a, the delicious figures at the moment of uh, of uh, 11 and a half overs, six maidens, two for 17. So... Yeah. Uh, it's great to see the left-hander actually stepping up. He's, he's, a, he's a promising uh, talent, isn't he, boys? Yeah. Johnny, we have to get to the news, but just quickly, your prediction on this one, because there's a lot hanging on this result. Yeah, no, 200, 200 overs to go. There is a lot hanging on the result. And, uh, yeah, it's just a fate of complete. Queensland win this easy, boys. Oh, look at that. Oh, give us, give us, Good give on us you, what will happen in the test match <laughs> yeah, there. No. Australia chasing uh, 76. Well, uh, How many wickets will they lose? Uh, uh, nine. Nine. Oh. <laughs> wow. Love your work, Johnny. You're well up and about. Oh, I reckon he's on the frothies. The well, big he fella. did admit the heat's getting to him. Yeah, well, it has, hasn't it? Uh, he's saying Queensland outright. I'm not sure. We probably have our nose in front at the moment. Hey, there's a quick poll that Bumfluff Benny's running on the SEN Twitter handle at the moment. Are you concerned with Port Adelaide's pre-season form? 85% of people say yes. 15 say no. Well, knock me down with a feather. Hey, we've got Narelle Smith. She's coming up next. Good. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. The 
We're in the home straight. We are live from Studio Loom OSA right here at uh, number one King William Street in the city. Just a reminder, at two o'clock we'll be heading to India for the final day of the third test. It's only the third day, but it's the final day. Australia requiring 76 runs. We're doing a nearest the pin. Number of texts coming through. Ange from Croydon, the original Ange, says, Afternoon, lads. No wickets will be lost today in the cricket. All right, that's a chance to win a Signet Power Boost Power Bank. Uh, and on the flip side, we've got Nathan from Salisbury says, unfortunately, we'll lose all 10 wickets and we'll be a tied test, lads. Oh, that would be fascinating. That would be an absolute thriller. That Stack attacks coming through about Port Adelaide's form at the moment. Fair dinkum. It's only the pre-season trial games. Maybe someone that could or should be worried, we'll find out, is Narelle Smith, coach of Woodville West Torrens. They're yet to have a win in the but home and away season. They are competitive. It's early days, yeah. but you don't like zero-two starts. Narelle joins us now. Hello, Narelle. G'day, guys. How are you? Not bad. How are you after your start? You've had losses to Central and to Glenelg. Oh, look, there's no doubt. You start to get a little jittery. Uh, mm. You know, like we've, we've uh, come up against a... North off a loss this week, so you know um, zero on three would look even worse. But you know, mm. we're, we're as uh, Reach said, I, I feel like we're really competitive. Our development is really obvious. Um, you know, we're still uh, look, we just look like we're not gelling as well uh, and executing as well as we want to. But the uh, the only way is up for us is is our opinion right now. Now, before we get into tomorrow's game, let's have a little chat about you because you've had quite the journey. You're a, almost a pioneer for women's football in South Australia. And now, you were coaching Morphy Parks going back a few years ago. Yeah, look, I went to uh, Morphy Parks uh, back just before AFLW started. So yeah. got a couple of flags there with some, you know, some pretty uh, high-profile AFLW players uh, that are still running around in the system now. So that was... Uh, Pretty good times then. Um, well, I met yeah, you. Obviously. I met you when I came out and did a story, yeah. and uh, and your yeah, partner Courtney Cramey as as well. And uh, I was yeah. just staggered at the talent that was out there and the enthusiasm the girls had. And gee, what was that, Neril? That was what seven seven years ago, perhaps six seven, seven years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah, and then you Pioneer. went. Yeah, then you went to to the Crows. So tell us how that was as an experience, and um, and how come you finished up there? Was that to get a uh, be a coach in your own right? Yeah, definitely. I, I, um, you know how some people are just made to be head coaches? I think that's how I would ex- explain myself. Uh, like the, My time at the Crows was absolutely brilliant. You know, Being in the in the coaching box on that day when we had 54,000-odd yeah. at Adelaide oh, Oval, was, yeah. you know, it was a really special moment, um, especially for someone like me that's South Australian, born and bred. Um, I love... Football. I love all everything about football that's uh, local, and you know, so to see that actually unfold live before my eyes was uh, one of the most special moments in my football career, to be honest. And um, yeah, we've heard a number of girls that played that day, and we've spoken to Erin Phillips and uh, and Noffy, and uh, they were saying they went out there, and then the, the the stadium just kept filling and filling, and then they looked up and they just couldn't believe it. It was almost a distraction. Um, how proud were you just to see the support that women's football received on that day? Oh, it was just an incredible day. Um, I think it was a perfect storm. Mm. You know, there was a break in the um, you know the amateur league, and there was no other football available. Um, you know, and and so it was they they undercated that day. I, yeah. I remember 
um, you know, hearing later that the, the trains and the buses were in chaos because there were so many people and, you know, they just didn't expect that. And we were always going to be happy with, you know, 25, 30, but to, to break that and, um, you know, get up around a, a full house at Adelaide Oval was uh, really, really special and hasn't been achieved again. So mm. hopefully that's where we're headed with all football for me. Narelle, to go back to Oval Avenue and your Eagles, you say they're not gelling. Is that because of the turnover or is it other issues that just needing more time to get this group to work together? How's that playing out as, as a coach and, and the needs of your team? Yeah, we've got a, a really young list sprinkled with some experience, um, you know, in Falkenberg and uh, cutting coming across from Norwood has mm. been great for us. And um, that, I think it's a bit of self-belief, to be honest. You know, um, if you look at our last six weeks from last year, we we lost by a kick uh, mm. on numerous occasions. And it wasn't against easy sides. Not that there's any easy sides in Sanford W, but it was against, you know, the Glenelg's, the North. So I think, like, when we get that maiden um, maiden win against, you know, a big scalp, I think yeah. that'll turn us around really quickly. And then we'll be able to bounce off the back of that momentum and, um, you know, hopefully just continue to challenge every time and, and get some wins. Now, you are playing North Adelaide tomorrow. It gets underway at 10 past two. They're a powerhouse in the competition. Are you playing out at the Ponderosa at Elizabeth, a double header? What's the go Work there? Work at Oval Avenue, isn't it, Narelle? New change rooms? Yeah, they're a lot, I, yeah I, well, Oval Avenue's got, um, obviously, cricket still, so we ah, won't get right. to that till late, late, late this month. Um, but, you know, it's come around pretty quick and we don't mind um, playing out the Ponderosa. I think we've worked uh, like incredibly hard on uh, our athletic profile across the group, which we're really pleased with. Um, so, you know, we, we feel like we can actually get some teams on the bigger deck. So, you know, we get to play uh, at High Sense again soon and, and we're really looking forward to getting on over Wav. It's always nice to go home. Narelle, I know you keep a close eye on the AFLW still. What was your uh, take on the new ruling by the AFLW in regards to being able to poach sides from the top four sides? And we saw yesterday with Ash Woodland uh, announcing that she was going to Port Adelaide. Yeah, I think it'll be that, you know, the, the normal rumbles of competitions setting up and... Um, I think it's the same in the AFL, you know, if you look at Gold Coast. and um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't really have an issue with it. I, I think, um, you know, that it, it's really, uh, really pleasing for the athletes to have some choices. And, um, yeah, I, I don't really have an issue with it. Um, obviously, you know, you want people to stay at your club and um, you do your best to create the best environment that they want to be there. But, you know, sometimes offers are just too good and, um, you know, yeah. I'm I'm really pleased for Ash. She's a she's a quality human, and I think she'll uh, bring some real special special moments for Port Adelaide. So that's exciting too. Yeah, we wish her all the best. We spoke to her yesterday. It was a godfather offer. It was one she couldn't say no to. So we, good luck yeah. to her. Hey, just quickly um, from your time at the Adelaide Crows, in terms of your coaching style, what did you take out of Doc Clark's playbook? And don't say his dad jokes. <laughs> the dad jokes, yeah, they're they're pretty high on the list, but no, I don't really roll that way. Um, I think uh, you know the the balance between um, connecting with the players as, as humans is is really important yeah. for me. Um, and but you you also need to be really transparent and everyone get on the same page and and accept that there's going to be disappointments within that both team-wise and individual-wise and the the best way you handle that Mm. um, seems to be um, 
always linking back to football, which is what, like, Doc's really strong on, um, you know, yep, there'll be these disappointments in here, but, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're there to play football and to strive to be the best team we can be and, um, you know, uh, just care about each other on the way through. So, Narelle, with your passion for coaching, are you going to get involved in the men's program at the Eagles? And what's the pathway like for you in that space? Is it good for you? Yeah, look, I've got a really good relationship with Sheeds. Um, you know, I think we're we're pretty much cut of the same cloth. And, um, we're, yeah, we were just having some conversations during the week about how you're so time poor and you tend to get in your own little bubble and, you know, uh, both of us are working so hard in our own individual spaces that we need to find better ways to connect. Okay. Um, and whether that be uh, coaching or, you know, even socialising between all the programs because, mm. you know, we've got 16s, 18s, yeah. reserves, league, development, women's, senior women's and, and then we've got the 14s and 16s programs. So mm. I think you can always do that better as a club. Um, for me personally, with uh, coaching and uh, getting into the men's space, I, I really don't have the time at the moment. It's a you know it's a part time position with full time hours, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I get yep. you. Yep. Um, so yeah, and that that will develop as we go along. I, I, you can definitely envisage that um, the Sanford W uh, positions and coaching positions will become full time at some point. We're just you know taking that natural course gotcha. of development. Yeah, really, so, gotcha. yeah. Well, um, yeah. We, we really appreciate your time today. We apologise. We cost you a bit of time earlier when the phone system wasn't working. <laughs> but uh, we wish you all the best uh, for the rest of the season and tomorrow against North Adelaide. The game gets underway at 10 past two. Out at the Ponderosa, Elizabeth Obel, good luck. Thanks, guys. Thanks to chat. Really good to catch up. Thanks, uh, very enjoyable. Narelle Smith there uh, has done so much for the women's game, Rooch. Another wicket fallen at the Gabba. Queensland 5 for 103. South Australia has a lead of 169. Go you, Redbacks. We've got Dizzy locked in for next week, Rooch, to have good. a chat. Bumfluff Benny's done well there. Hopefully he'll be speaking to us after a win. Yeah, stack of text coming through regarding Port Adelaide as well. And more of your calls. The original answer is going to be coming up next, Rooch. And uh, he's up and about. I bet he is. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 1.52, just a reminder, we're heading to India at 2pm for the final day, the third day of the third test. Uh, and Bumflap Benny's running a poll on our Twitter handle at the moment. It's a pretty simple one. Are you concerned with Port Adelaide's pre-season form? Now, Roots, here's an update. 16% say no, 84% say yes. 84% would be Port fans and 16% would be everyone else. <laughs> and uh, we're also doing a nearest the pin where you can win a Signet Boost power bank that'll keep your mobile charged forever and a day. It's valued at $45. Uh, how many wickets will Australia lose to make those 76 runs? Uh, Adam from Klenzik says the Aussies will lose five wickets before they win, but any win in India is a terrific effort. Correct. And he also goes on to say, I am concerned Port's forward efficiency is more than a trend. Mm. Another text before we get to Ange says, gentlemen, I agree with Ken when he says it's a work in progress, but I maintain we're still 40 games from our prime period. But what I don't agree with is that Ken Bassett Corns will still be coaching by then. That is Michael. All right, our good friend Ant from Croydon, the original Ant. I believe he's about to go nuclear, Roach. Hello, Ant. 
Good afternoon, fellas. Actually, it's weird talking to you fellas at this time of the uh, <laughs> of the day, isn't it? Kimbo, you'd usually get up around this time, wouldn't you? Oh, oh a little drive-by by me. Boom, boom. <laughs> Thank you, Ange. Uh, yeah, I do uh, sleep more in the day than the night. <laughs> that's all right. What do you got? Um, Unload. You were right last year. Yep, yep. And I reckon I might be right again this year. I don't think they're going to make the eight. Mm. Um, and I reckon... Uh, nothing's really changed much, and I reckon that um, I reckon the Camry Crows will probably finish higher than them, and I reckon they'll be they'll win both showdowns. Ooh. That's my prediction. That's your for prediction the year for Port Adelaide. Have you, I am yeah. have, you got, have you got? You want to add to our doomsday script for the Friday forecast? What else have you got? <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's all I got, Rich. I'm pretty pretty. Look, I'm, I wasn't surprised. I was a bit angry, but I'm not surprised what I saw last night. You know, they look very slow. They, their skills are absolutely atrocious. They've been like that for a long time now. And, you know, I'm not trying to pick on Ken, but, you know, under Ken Inkley, their skills have been pretty average. Uh, the skills average improved. or the decision-making is at times annoying? Well, you know what, Rich? When these players under pressure, these yeah. certain Port Adelaide players under pressure, they struggle. They really struggle. And that's why they've always struggled to beat top eight teams under Ken. Okay. So where does that, you know, does the coach have something to do with that? Does he have to work on that a bit more? Is it the players? And if it is, do you look at trading these players and, and getting players who's, who can handle the, the heat? I don't know. But um, I'm thinking, I'm also thinking, I'm not sure if, if, if the season goes away, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to go. Mm-hmm. I reckon Ken may walk away between round 11 and round 15. I reckon he'll be gone. Well, for that to happen, you'd have to be about three and eight or something like that. I, I, I don't see it happening, but I was wrong last year. I'll read your text, Ange, because you're always balanced and you're very passionate and it's not personal with you. Um, look, I've still got you in the top eight and I'm not worried about those two games over in the West at this stage. Uh, here's a text that came through earlier, though. It says midfield, Jason Horn, Francis, Boat, Rosie, Wines, Butters, Dersma, Bergen, Jones. Forward line, Dixon, Marshall, Georgiatis, Finlayson, SPP, Rioli, Fantasia. Defence, Jonas, McKenzie, Cleary, Aaliyah, Burton, Burgoyne, Farrell, Houston. Stop blaming the list. It's 100% Ken. Send that list to Richmond or Geelong and it's top two. Stop defending Ken. We are five years past enough. Now, there's no name on that, but whoever sent it, it is just so insular. It is just ridiculous. Because I can go through Melbourne's list, and we've had this chat before, and go line for line, and I'll guarantee it uh, that they have a better list than Port Adelaide. I can do the same with Geelong, and uh, I can definitely do the same with Brisbane. I think when we're here in Adelaide, whether you're a Port or Crow, you tend to just have the blinkers on, not you, but in general, and they don't look at other sides. Port has some talent on their list. I think it's definitely good enough to be top eight. I didn't agree with Kingy and Kane a few weeks ago saying if they don't make a grand final, it's a failure because I don't think they're as good as Melbourne and Geelong and Sydney's on the up as well. And certainly Brisbane's list with what they've gained with Dunkley and the, and the two first-round draft picks. So that is my very strong view, but we'll find out who's right and who's wrong. Great view, but uh, and that's, that just reassures my decision why I'm thinking that they won't make the eight. Yeah, and because it's they're not t- as good as those clubs that you've that you've mentioned. Yeah, but I, I've got I've got Collingwood and Fremantle and perhaps Bulldogs as the teams to slip out, and I think Port's good enough to capitalise on that. So there comes the ultimate question, Ange: If they're not that good, and Ken Inkley has kept them competitive, 
is can include the issue. Are they competitive, Rooch? Well, they've been are competitive. They really competitive. They've played two preliminary finals in the past three years. Yeah. They have been competitive. I, but then you ask yourself this question. He he spoke about this is the best list he's had since he's been at the club. This year? Now, yeah. And I really believe that he's had, you know, a couple, couple of years ago, the list was probably a little bit better. Yeah. Oh. So I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, and if you're going to read, I'll try to read between the lines. Why would he say that? I, I think that's, that's really what, honest. But that's, what, but that's what Port does every year. They build yeah. up the hope with massive statements. Yeah. But it's I been, think that's an honest the moment statement. He arrived, what was his first statement? This team will never, ever give up. And you look at yeah. it, put on billboards, and you thought, the Port Adelaide you'd seen for the previous three years, that's a bold statement. And it's continued ever since. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but I just think it's time to stop a little bit. You know, Just yeah. don't say anything. Just, just do it. No, I, I, look, I, I agree with that. I wouldn't. I didn't agree with coming out and say you win three flags. And in that five wasn't Ken. That wasn't Ken who no, said that. No, that's management. I know, but it just history shows it doesn't happen very often. Oh uh, yeah, you'll like this. There's a little gift for you, Ange, a parting gift. Uh, text has come through. Never agreed more with a Port supporter. Ange knows his stuff. That's John from Prospect. There you go, Ange. John doesn't. Good on him, John. Good on. <laughs> tell John. John's my brother. So just tell John that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hello. Uh, yeah, but wouldn't it be <laughs> nice? Wouldn't it be nice? And look, we're here to be a platform for everyone, but wouldn't it be nice that everyone just jumps on board and gets behind their club for now? Hey, if we're, if we're round 10 and you're three and seven, go your hardest. But I know that's how Kim, you feel. But, Kim, can I just say, I support my Porto Football Club so much, okay? I've, I've got season tickets. Yeah, I go I watch them into state. I've, I do... Everything I can for that club, okay? It's just how I feel about it. No, it's no, I know. I that wasn't a crack at you. You're very balanced, but you should see some of the stuff that comes through. Hey, good on you, Ange. Have a good weekend. We'll hold you to those predictions. We'll have coffees on them. We're not doing the Friday forecast. All homework. Yeah, well, it's good. About time you got off your backside. Have a great weekend, everyone. Bye-bye, everyone. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you. <laughs>